0: and gentlemen, boys and girls.
1: All right, welcome to Fight Central, where we talk all things horror, uh, movie, TV's, sometimes video games and other stuff. Uh, I'm your host, Doc, <laughs> and I'm uh, with uh, Keck all the way out in. Uh,
0: As always.
1: All the way out in New Jersey. I was gonna say you're in the the woods, but you're actually back home right now.
0: I'm still in the woods, though like like the other place like yeah we're in like what jamie calls my complex like that's in like the that's in like the deep woods pines our closest neighbor are two miles away now i'm just in the pine barrens and like i have a neighbor that's like maybe i don't know Fifty feet from my house, and then another fifty feet, another so yeah, I got neighbors here. Still in the woods, either way.
1: Yeah, but you're a little more back to society right now, anyway. Slightly more.
0: I mean, I would not call this a significant population center, but like yeah, I mean, there's definitely more population. Like where I have been living, there are more deer and bobcats and predators and whatnot mm-hmm. than there are people yeah so
1: yeah well uh tonight we're gonna talk about uh jason bateman and uh the outsider but uh first i want to uh go through some news of some uh recent releases uh that um got announced um first of all um rest in peace chadwick Bozeman, who just passed away this weekend at uh 43 i believe uh... Uh,
0: i don't i i don't want to trample on the man's grave but who is that
1: Uh, He did uh, Black Panther. He was Jackie Robinson. He was uh, Thorgood Marshall. Uh, Oh, yeah, I I did. I did see that. I did. I did see that. I confuse
0: um, Black Panther with the... movie about the Black Panthers oh. with bokeem <laughs> Woodbine and yeah, stuff like mean. that. So when people say that I always confuse it. Moment, for I think it was the nineties. It was a nineties movie they did about the Black Panthers. I think it was also called I think it was just called Panther. Yeah. So
1: yeah. but yeah, yeah I mean, Woodbine was just Panther yeah. But rest
0: yeah. in rest in peace, buddy. I'm sorry you won't be available for the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah. Um but anyway uh, back onto the show uh so a couple of announcements for the uh release dates uh, the final seven episodes for supernatural uh is going to be starting to air on the cw october 8th uh haunting a Bly manor is coming out on netflix october 9th Well, i'm talking about yeah uh the stand is coming out december 17th on cbs all access again that's what i'm talking about uh, so uh and then uh one other announcement was the uh, the Westworld producers are bringing uh, Michael Crichton's Sphere to HBO. So, <laughs> uh, so we gotta get to uh, get hopefully. Damn! Some- I
0: can't wait to get in that sphere.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. I hope Sam Jackson comes back and was uh, talking about getting in the sphere, or hopefully, if, if it's going to be a uh, series, maybe he got in there, that sphere.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously, that would be him getting in the sphere.
1: Uh, but yes, uh, then the, uh, um, I don't know if you knew this, but, uh, Freddy Alvarez and, uh, legendary were, uh, re- le- you know, legendary pictures were, uh, rebooting, uh, Toby Hooper's Texas Chainsaw <laughs> Massacre again. So another Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
0: I got, I gotta tell you, like, well, you know, my feelings on this.
1: Yeah. Uh, but apparently I didn't even know they were doing another Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but I should have figured they were, but, uh, yesterday or not. Well, yesterday. I
0: mean, why wouldn't I?
1: Yeah. It's a cash grab. But anyway, the uh, directors that were on it, um, Andy and uh, Ryan Tohill, they left the film over creative differences a week into shooting. So the production shut down. And, oh, and, and you know where they're shooting Texas Chainsaw Massacre? In Bulgaria.
0: In... Oh, I was, I was going <laughs> to say in the Jersey Pine Barrens. Because it looks
1: just like fucking Texas. <laughs> but uh, they said they've already hired a new director and a relative, a relative uh, newcomer, uh, David Blue Garcia um he's from texas uh, and he was a emmy award-winning cinematographer and uh yeah so they oh and they're reshooting from scratch so they're not just you know trying to build off the week that they were already shooting and i think that's best is just start from start from scratch i mean
0: why not like we talk a lot about on this program the host of young or first-time directors so like They've been very successful, so my my opinion is just keep them coming.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, then the, another announcement of some uh, problems was uh, there there's a Cthulhu Mythos game for uh, you know video game system, and, and pretty
0: what, much. what con, it, for was it for like PlayStation, Xbox?
1: I think it's for all of them because uh, uh, it's it was called The Sinking City, and uh, the game's been pulled off of Steam. Uh, the reasoning due to it was. A dispute with the publisher uh, Nacon, uh formerly known as Big Ben Interactive uh, according to Frogware the developer they uh, pulled the game from Steam along with its Microsoft store and Playstation stores due to termination of agreement with the company after Frogware alleges that Nikon breached several causes of licensing, licensing agreement for the game so, Wait,
0: ha- was it had it been re- released yeah, so that, that people were available. playing it and yeah. they suddenly cut them
1: yeah it says uh it says luckily for switch users since frogware self-publishes the title you can still get the game there so the game's already been released and out and, they and
0: if you it. already have it downloaded on your system they must have just killed the servers or something right you or got- must have yeah. removed it for That's like future purchase
1: for future purchases so if you already bought well, I've them, never heard of that happening before yeah
0: like Hmm. a game that's already been out that like maybe hundreds of thousands to like millions of people may already own like they just made it so like now the only way you can get it is like from getting it from your boy or something like that
1: yeah for now i mean that's a if they get the contract dispute have you
0: ever heard of that before like mm-hmm. a game that's already been out and like except for like you know early nintendo like when like they came out with like religious games and there was like an uproar and games had been discontinued to be made got, but yeah. like in the last 20 years i've not heard of anything like that
1: yeah and it wasn't like some religious groups or anything it was just a, dis- a contract dispute with the yeah the uh publishers or whatever not the between them and the development group so i guess they're... wow I,
0: I never heard of this game but now i i kind of want to play it yeah, just for ten. the controversy
1: yeah <laughs> it sounded it sounded interesting uh you know i'll get
0: it i'll get it i'll get it for us
1: you'll have the get i know you can't get it off of steam i guess if you have a switch you can get it off there or i'll
0: borrow it from a friend
1: okay sounds good uh and the last uh news item i had was that uh fangoria Magazine is going to be back soon because uh, they got they have new owners now uh, from Wonderwell Entertainment CEO and Tragedy Girls producer Tara Aslin and Abby what Abhi, I don't know how to pronounce that Ghoul have joined forces to purchase Fangoria because I don't know if you know but they had uh, dropped their previous later um, previous owners due to like a, a scandal of like you know sexual uh, assault allegations in the from oh. one of the producers, so they were like yeah we're not dealing with this company anymore and they all left well
0: i'm definitely yeah. not gonna do the joke i was gonna do about debbie Rashawn, that's for sure <laughs>
1: yeah she's uh i think she's still in and out of working with the company i don't know there was a bunch of podcasts but i believe they said they were bringing all the podcasts back and all this other stuff so we'll see what, what's going on with that but it sounds it like the uh owners were uh this new group are, are really excited to uh big fans of the the company like the you know grew up reading it and stuff so hopefully it's in good hands
0: yeah whenever i just for some reason whenever i hear fangoria i think about you i think about you interviewing kane hotter and then i think about debbie Rashan, and tina cross 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 okay.
1: cross yeah that'd be I, I,
0: I think all about all tina kraus like pretty much all day every day anyway so like you know but whenever i hear fangory i think of those three things yeah. and kane hother like endorsing that he was boys with icp <laughs> like, <laughs> you know all the horror
1: yeah yeah i mean you gotta go all the way with horror uh, yeah. but uh yeah so um you want to talk about uh jason bateman and ozark first yeah
0: well i mean I, I really i wanted the cast to be more just sort of about jason bateman but i mean jason bateman has i mean the major thing he's done recently has been like the outsider and i know that you haven't seen uh much of ozark
1: yeah it's all the first so, couple episodes and i think it was on the back of like you know breaking bad where I yeah there's one series about a man who goes kind of dark to uh You know support his family through drugs to another group of people that was like almost the same well you know what they care that much for that that family so i was like before
0: i mention a little bit about what jason bateman has done in the last 10 years involving horror um before talking about ozark um you like i said it's interesting that you didn't get into the series um before i talk a little bit about it do you think maybe you want to say like what you saw that maybe did not make you uh want to watch it that like because obviously you've expressed that you didn't really like it very much what you saw well like i just said it was coming
1: off the back of breaking bad so like i kind of cared for those characters and then it was almost like the same show but i didn't really care for the characters they all seemed kind of like a bunch of assholes so I was like, "All right, I'm." Not, and I only watched maybe the first couple episodes, so I was just like, "I can't." So
0: own. you you saw? What are you saying? Are you saying that you saw Ozark to be like on the equivalent of Breaking Bad? Like you saw them as shows like that were like easy to be
1: compared to one another, or that well, were the same. It was the same type of situation between both families of you know the. You know the the patriarch you know like
0: them both being crime dramas yeah. involving narcotics
1: yeah and you know for to support their family or themselves you know what i mean
0: yeah. yeah and so what you're saying is that it was the shock from coming off of breaking bad a show that you liked a lot to watching a show of what you thought was of similar uh story and you know uh theme and like just your letdown because you didn't are you picking up what i'm putting down like you're saying that you felt that the plot was similar to both of them and you loved breaking bad obviously and are you saying like after watching breaking bad and then watching ozark something that you had expectations to be on the same par as breaking bad i I had any
1: expectations to go going into ozark because i didn't even really know what it was about besides you know jason bateman and uh, going to the ozarks <laughs> like i didn't really know like why what... well,
0: mention breaking bad will this breaking bad have to do with it
1: well once i started watching the show it seemed like a very similar story to breaking bad and i just mm-hmm. finished watching breaking bad so that's why you know it's a very similar story to it but i didn't know that going into it but i had watched a few episodes and i was like oh this is kind of like breaking bad except i don't care about these characters
0: yeah see i i I don't like think that it's anything like breaking bad at all um if you have watched a little more i think you would see like even because the family works for drug dealers and there's drug dealers involved there's like very little drug usage on the show at all so you kind of sort of forget that like drugs are even really involved. Like Breaking Bad was, you know, not only about like, you know, guys getting messed up in like, you know, drug cartels and stuff like that, but like there was a lot of drug uses and like, you know, um, plot points about addiction and things like that. Like there's none of that exists in like Ozark. Like Ozark is very, it's more like just gangsters and people doing terrible, violent, and like horrific things to one another. Um, I, I, it's not, I, I don't see them on the same, I don't see their stories to be that much similar, is what I'm saying. To yeah, maybe,
1: maybe I'll just have to go back and watch more episodes. Uh, that was just the feel I got from the. Was book.
0: there anything else that you didn't like, except like your comparison to.
1: Breaking Bad. I mean, just didn't like the like the characters. I didn't really care for any of them. You know, what I mean, they didn't really seem to. Uh, you didn't think they established themselves. Not in the first couple episodes that I watched. Like they, yeah, they just kind of seemed like a bunch of assholes that you know couldn't really give a shit what happened to them. So I was kind of like, yeah, I have other shit to watch. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'll go back. I'll go back once the final season hits. I'll go back and watch them all since i've heard like really good things from the show since then
0: well let some um, why don't we just let's talk a little bit about what ozark has been nominated for or won and now what let, let me point out um i do not consider ozark to be like uh like a true, like in the sense of the where, like it's not actually something I would call in the horror genre. In fact, it's listed as a crime drama. But I mean, I feel like when I watch the show, I feel the sense of constant suspense that something absolutely horrible and violent or like just extremely dark and grisly is like at every second like the threat is beset upon one character like at any time i think like something terrifying is going to happen to someone like completely surprisingly like you know i feel like constant suspense and like like the same way i felt like um watching like the haunting of Hill House or another horror series. Like Ozark makes me feel like like, you know, just a lot of like anxiety, but like joyful anxiety. Um So, like, I would say that Ozark, in the context of horror, does merit some discussion. Like, I don't, I don't think it's, um, I don't think it's like just strictly a crime drama. I would consider it to be like horror, crime, drama, um, suspense, thriller, something like that.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'll probably get back into it once a new season uh, comes out hopefully next year hopefully it doesn't get pushed back too far well it started things about like getting them getting awards and stuff you said you had a list of of
0: yeah well here um ozark i believe premiered in 2016 i think that's when netflix aired it i could be but the awards started coming in 2018 um primetime emmy awards um outstanding Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series, Outstanding Outstanding Director for a Drama Series, Jason Bateman was nominated for both of those. Then the Golden Globe Awards, Best Actor in a Television Series Drama, nominated. Uh, Again, these are all 2018 Screen Actors Guild uh, Guild Awards, Um, Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Drama Series, nominated uh then the satellite awards best actor genre series it just says for some reason then again the st- uh and- 2019, the Golden Globe, Satellite Awards, Screen Actors Guild Awards, Outstanding Performance by a male actor in a drama series, and that was won by Jason Bateman. Uh, the previous one, two, three, four, five, six were all nominations. This was one. And then in the primetime Emmy Awards, and this is uh, between 2019 and now, Outstanding Drama Series as an executive producer, outstanding actor, lead actor in a drama series, outstanding directing for a drama series again. Um, And that was one. Again, this was 2019, 2020. Outstanding directing for drama series won by Jason Bateman. The outstanding lead director and the outstanding drama series were both nominations. And then it it goes on. And this is you know why I've been like uh, hyping this up to you yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah um this is 2020 outstanding drama series as executive producer and outstanding lead actor in a drama series it is pending for both of those because obviously uh You know some things have recently happened that have sort of like prevented like the uh, attendance of award
1: ceremonies oh you mean that thing that's going on right now
0: yeah that thing um and then for the outsider which is mainly what we're going to be talking about um has outstanding guest actor in a drama series and that is pending until they have it so i'm just saying that was one two three Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. 10, 11, 12, one pending or nominated uh, for Ozark. And then uh, 13 is for The Outsider and that's pending. So that's pretty much been Jason Bateman's role in uh, acting, directing, producing, and writing for just the last four years alone. Yeah, so I mean, that's why i'm glad we're talking about jason bateman
1: tonight. yeah i mean who knew like the guy who went from uh arrested development and teen wolf yeah yeah <laughs> team wolf 2 wasn't it yeah Teen wolf 2 yep yeah. team wolf 2 uh yeah and Arrested development would go on to uh do such like you know get get into like more of the horror genre and be uh, and s- very serious roles dark yeah and some dark stuff especially in uh outsider
0: Yeah, and he did a lot of comedy in his youth. I mean, I knew Jason Bateman, even as recently, too, a few years ago, there was a uh, movie called uh, Office Christmas Party, and it had, like, Olivia Munn and Jennifer Aniston and Jason Bateman and the guy that played, like, Ulrich from... uh, or pirates of Sil- um what's that the silicon valley i think is the name of the show
1: oh yeah yeah So i think it's just silicon valley yeah
0: yeah uh, silicon no pirates of silicon valley was a movie about steve jobs and bill gates uh growing up together and like you know going on to microsoft and apple and stuff like that i always but yeah it's just called silicon valley but um I'm usually not, oh, and it also had, uh, Kate McKinnon in it, too, it was one of her, like, um, acting debuts, and I gotta tell you, like, I thought it was a fucking hilarious, I mean, there's a lot of, like, really cheesy shit, like, that, you know, but, like, I mean, I just thought it was such a dumb name, Office Christmas Party, but I watched it, and it was really funny, like, Jason Bateman's really funny in it, but yet, like, he, he still seems like the same sort of stuck up character that he was in Ozark and the outsider. I'm not saying he's like stuck. It's just like it, his emotions, like what he brings on screen, like, like his sort of like emotional state and like the way he like carries himself seems like he's the same person in both like drama comedy and like you know suspenseful horror like he seems like he's the same kind of guy who's in the same situation and like you know but like he can be funny or you know dramatic or you know obviously horrifying like all i I don't know do you you don't do you understand what i'm saying or am i just going on a rant
1: so you're saying like ozark is like a sequel to Arrested Development, and uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah, like he just you know he
1: went from like a very
0: like joyous and funny time in his life, and then you know he got married to Laura Linney and like, things he, to uh, start like
1: in Arrested Development where he's like part of that family finally like cuts them off because they were such assholes and everything, and then he's gone on great this new family.
0: Yeah, I mean he saw like you know this opportunity to like upgrade to like a uh, really awesome life being Laura Linney and like he got approached by the Navarra drug cartel and they were just like yo you can make a lot of money working for us and like you know as long as you don't like fuck us over like we're cool and like so like you know he just kind of moved on with his life.
1: Yeah and then uh, we don't know how uh, Ozark ends yet but maybe like his family gets murdered and he has to go and create this new family for outsiders. Yeah, that that is, that is like, it
0: completely possible maybe even probable <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I don't know I, I mean like I, I'm not sure if there's going to be a season 4 of Ozark even though Netflix greenlit and it's already been renewed like I just think there's so much uncertainty right now that the way I'm seeing it is that like if I don't hear that it was already like more than 75% complete like i'm just assuming that like it has like a 50 50 chance of never actually coming out
1: yeah i've seen netflix uh um canceled a a few shows recently including uh, altered carbon Uh, yeah they um but i also saw that amc just canceled uh that nosferatu uh show that they had so yeah, and even though I think a lot of the Netflix series, not not through Carbon, but there was two other three other ones that I saw that all had gotten renewed already, and then uh that they just for production costs were going up. So they're yeah. just, they just canceling them. So yeah well, I
0: mean that's what's gonna crush you, right? I mean, yeah. like you simply like can't afford to be idle. Yeah after you've already started production, like you just simply can't afford like the time of like renting and like, you know, all the staff you need to maintain the stage and everything like, like you're not going to be able, it's going to just eat 3 financially. And uh, like, I'm not saying like, you know, I'm holding like, you know, um, the producers of the show as default. It's just a really terrible time. Yeah. And that's why I feel, feel like a lot of film and television that was supposed to come out is like now very suspect of it. I mean I hope it all gets renewed, but like you said, they've already begun like cancelling um as a result they
1: could always come back at some point, you never know, but I mean
0: Yeah kind of all up in the air i mean it did, but being able to pick up the same staff and yeah. same acting crew it, it, i mean it's just not realistic i don't
1: think yeah. uh i guess it all depends on returns Within the yeah. yeah 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 but, i mean uh euphoria did is starting to uh go back into production for season two for hbo
0: oh it, yeah it joy was... thank god thank god
1: for euphoria yeah well i'm just saying that's the that's one that actually is starting back up again in la because they are starting to get back into production
0: you know i had a dream that you
1: got a position yeah as I an was actor that i had actually talked to the the producer of yeah the series because i had because uh, i delivered to him <laughs> and i was like hey you guys uh what's going on with this did you guys end the show or are you guys starting up again and he was like no we're, we're uh we're figuring that out right now and then uh, recently i was delivering a bunch of uh face masks to them so and there was more and more people starting to come in and they were starting to build sets again so it is you
0: were you were in three episodes you had 28 lines total and you were a drug addict
1: good i don't have to like you know bulk up or gain any weight i can just go in as is yeah exactly I have, like, you
0: know, I <laughs> exactly
1: full, i can have my full three meals for the entire day and still be able to show up on set and look like a is that what you're saying <laughs>
0: yeah and I, I was
1: like telling
0: you how to backed and stuff like that how to play a drug addict like more effectively because of past experiences <laughs> like you know you going into a pharmacy like getting your fucking oxycontin renewed and you <laughs> end up like getting the pills from the pharmacist and you just fall and collapse remember we had that <laughs> scenario like years ago that that might happen to you
1: like... all i had to do was show up and just take my shirt off and i buckle up <laughs> <the drug laughs>
0: Yeah, pretty much. Like yeah. that's that's all you have to do. And like you know, you have that uh, you know, very you have a very slender figure.
1: <laughs>
0: but uh, just getting back to Ozark, um, I really, really, really have been enjoying Ozark. Um, this past season, what you could tell, like the writing suffered a bit. Um, I. I found the characters to be... I don't know. It's just season one was good, but much darker than I thought it was gonna be. Season two dramatically descends into like a very, very dark and terrible place, even more so. Like that's, I read one review and it said, Ozark drowning in the darkness (laughs) and that was like the title of the review i can't remember uh which magazine it was for but some magazine and season three has just gotten a little bit more surreal and kind of ridiculous but i mean i still i still really really like what i'm seeing um it's just I guess I was looking for something more like Breaking Bad 2 going in now that I think of it. Like I thought it was going to be like a crime drama that was just based on like, you know, drug deal. And it just turned into so much more, like, it turned into what I would consider to be more of a suspense horror, because of like, just the terrible things like that are constantly going on. Like, there's one part early on in season one, where Jason Bateman, like, was going to commit suicide so that the drug dealers would stop going after his wife and children who he you know uh they said they were going to murder and like you know that's in the first four episodes you have the main character saying I need to commit suicide to save my family like and then I thought I was like wow this is pretty fucking dark and then it just keeps getting even more dark and grim uh you know babies being cut from pregnant woman's uh stomachs and left on the side of the road um and you know it just keeps getting more and more grim oh, uh, people being axed up uh, <laughs> you know sore of steve buscemi wood chipper type shit going on so um you know it's been um it's been really exciting but the reason i wanted to just talk a little bit about ozark was because before this like we said i just i never knew jason bateman as someone that even really acted in horror to going into like an acting directing and writing role and you know uh it was what uh, I saw uh, Rob Lowe on Joe Rogan recently and to listen to them have a little talk about Jason Bateman because Rob Lowe and Jason Bateman are friends and he talked a little bit about him and when I see Rob Lowe I really listen you know, being that Rob was one of my favorite actors that just oozes with confidence. And like, when I heard him talking about it and then Joe Rogan was also saying like, yeah, we think, you know, Ozark is one of the best shows on television right now. And Joe Rogan made the comment, he was like, you know, I really didn't know Jason Bateman could do that. And, you know, so, you know, it just shows his like versatility and then And that sort of leads us into the outsider which is just pure horror
1: well i heard hold on i can find the uh the trivia yeah in the novel upon searching his computers and devices the police note that terry maitland who's played by jason bateman watches ozark on netflix in the series terry maitland is played by jason bateman the star of that series
0: (laughs) wait what was that i'm sorry come again
1: in the in stephen king's novel the outsider yeah the the when the police are searching jason bateman's place they find that he watches ozark on netflix
0: wait so stephen king now the outsider um came out in 2018 right the book Uh,
1: i believe so yes
0: so state so stephen king when he was writing the book he was he was he watching, was, was Ozark. watching Ozark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i did not know that yeah i, I didn't know not. that terry maitland was actually a character in a stephen king book that that's
1: that's well, very yeah, terry maitland is the is jason bateman's character in in the yeah
0: I'm, I'm aware of that i'm just saying like i didn't know like he went from jason bateman's character terry maitland into the stephen king book the outsider that then jason bateman would end
1: up acting him. yeah 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 that's a, like like he was like such a big fan and then yeah maybe he was like oh we need to get jason bateman to play that character so i, I would think that has
0: to that has to kind of like make you think that you possibly need to give the show a second chance when you say, yeah
1: yeah but stephen okay. king's endorsing it <laughs> yeah i mean and not know. just like him, he's not just endorsing it like coming out in interviews like oh yeah it was arch really good he's like straight up putting it in his book so it's like ozark's a canning thing in the stephen king universe. Yeah.
0: well yeah i highly i mean anyone that's like psyching it like indoors like most people are during this troubling time like ozark check it out but now let's fucking do it the outsider what did you think of it first impression
1: well uh let's for let's do like non-spoilers uh first maybe just you know it's uh, been out for of... a while yeah i know but that doesn't mean everybody's seen it and it's the book's been just... out for two years uh, outsiders only came out this year hasn't it
0: uh i mean the book came oh, out the book years. came out too yeah, yeah. But i'm saying the story's out. been out there for the story's been out there for two years
1: yeah but I don't. i haven't watched everything that's been out in the past two years so why should we assume that everyone is like reddit resources. because
0: whenever we do this podcast we automatically assume that people have already seen the show <laughs> we talk about it all the time
1: yeah i know i'm just saying shouldn't we give a little synopsis about the show first I'm like, yeah oh
0: know. yeah um,
1: doc i'm sorry <laughs> forgive my ill manners please <laughs>
0: synopsis away
1: so basically the show is about these uh this cop who discovers well he doesn't discover it but he's called in to investigate this uh child murder that happened in his small town and then things kind of go off the rail <laughs> as the investigation continues uh because it's uh found that this little where, where where was that where did you read that synopsis from i just you know i'm thinking the show off my head
0: oh all right I that mean, was I your pu- <laughs> that was your brother i was about to say who the fuck wrote that <laughs> okay so that was your personal synopsis Got yes
1: yes what, what's your personal so what did you think the show is about
0: well yeah he definitely goes off the rails well <laughs> i mean yeah i, I mean the, um
1: yeah, the, whole thing.
0: the outsider the hbo series of this year um or i guess 2019 no, rather,
1: came, out um, came out this year
0: oh really it was this yeah. year
1: yeah
0: i'm sorry you know
1: it's just Again, been in these
0: troubling times like i've lost all track of time it's <laughs> yeah. like you know i like you know i've been living in the fucking cabin in the woods basically yeah. for like since march 21st so i just don't January have a concept it of around
1: it probably okay almost, but yeah great right. yeah
0: well i would say you know um it, obviously the outsider is based on the stephen king novel the outsider um and the, The first two episodes, I believe the adaptation to television came from the writing of Jason Bateman and someone else, and he also directed the first two episodes, and it's basically about, um, well, I mean, how else can I say it, but a very common theme in most Stephen King Books. There's a shape-shifting creature from alien origins that goes out and starts killing small children. That's my synopsis.
1: (laughs) The basic way to do it. But I mean,
0: that is. I would say I was gonna say before we talk get into it, we should talk about like things we didn't like about it. And I would say that's one of the things I didn't really like about it is that it was just sort of so cliche Stephen King, you know, um, it's just a character, you know, the, I mean, the Tommyknockers, it, uh, Dreamcatcher, you know, he, a very, very common thing is that there's aliens or people uh creatures of unknown origin which yeah, is an alien, more of a creature creature, an alien that basically shift
1: shapes and go after children yeah yeah that is a a, a current thing <laughs> yeah but yeah i mean it like it's kind of like almost based in uh like a. I uh, i liked how it was kind of based in reality and there's that one cop who's like facts 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 if, if i'm not sure what it is then it's just because i haven't discovered the facts yet
0: yeah no i get that and like i'm just saying that that was what i didn't like about the show so far is that it was just so typical steve like you know i just got done dealing with the film it too i still haven't processed it completely (laughs) so like you know coming fresh off of like you know pennywise and you know things like that like i was just hoping that they would have chose to maybe do a stephen king series on something that wasn't based on like aliens or shape-shifting creatures that's all like i would have preferred if if they went after something else. like castle rock
1: yeah
0: like castle yeah. rock was great like that was um that was a breath of fresh air from like the stephen king like you know um you know we just...
1: supernatural elements to it though oh yeah i know but i'm talking mainly
0: about shape-shifting aliens like i i, I was glad that they decided to do something based on stephen king that didn't involve aliens and in shape shifters yeah I
1: was that is saying, the they, they don't really think this is an alien at all but just a creature that
0: it yeah well that that is typically alien it's alien to us it's yeah. something that comes from Not another place that we don't know about
1: yeah yeah um, i wasn't
0: i wasn't saying it had to be from outer space okay. Yeah. I was just saying, alien shapeshifting creatures. I would have preferred if they took another character or another theme from a the Stephen King book. Yeah. That's that's. But other than that, I liked almost everything.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I liked pretty much everything about it. Like, oh yeah, it was also like, like the way um his the the fact guy versus like, you not, not versus really, but like the way like they brought in the girl Holly who kind of was like she can name like who pitched in like a world series in a certain inning and i'm like
0: that was really that was really odd like i didn't buy that like i just thought that was kind of i would say her character is what like out of all the characters in it again i was talking about what i didn't like that much about it i didn't like her character
1: um i mean there's people that are like that though they're, they're on the spectrum and shit they can fucking just pick up like on on facts and stuff like that and i liked how she not only knew that but she kind of believed in more than like what is just based on facts so she was able to like, that's, an actu-
0: that's an actual that's an actual phenomenon that exists in real
1: life yeah there's people that can do that like i did
0: i i like, was not aware of
1: that they're, they're, I, di- they're, I, they're,
0: I didn't realize that there were people that did that I, I thought that was I thought that was like basically like schizophrenia, but yeah. like you're and saying, people you're are saying on the,
1: they're on the spectrum they, they, that's just one thing that they can focus on that they're really good at while other things in their life that, let, that, that they struggle to do every day but like yeah there's some things that like
0: so people like holly like that that has a basis in reality there's people just like her and like real i I did not know that i was totally ignorant of that fact um I, i didn't like her character in the show like she was probably what I disliked most about the show, but I still thought like as an actress, like I thought her, I thought she did a great job of acting. I just didn't particularly like her character. Yeah. But I, again, I didn't realize that there were people that were both that eccentric and had that kind of ability. Yeah. Um, I, I, I gotta it's tell you, a, I, a, I don't a, know the term on the spectrum
1: i don't uh, it's, know it's only the alt-, alt it's they're autistic they're all they're on the autism spectrum it's, i didn't it's like i didn't I'm, I'm
0: just not familiar with that kind yeah. of stuff
1: but uh yeah there's there's definitely it's definitely a basis in uh in reality and now uh, like she kind of how like she was almost more socially awkward because she was autistic she, she could, oh
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i I didn't realize that i guess what i'm saying is i didn't realize that like what she had was considered to be like um i didn't realize that she was considered to be autistic
1: yeah there's like a whole spectrum of like of like just down to small little things to you know the the huge like really can't function yeah
0: maybe maybe if i was like previously not ignorant to that like i would have like you know maybe liked her character more i didn't know that i i haven't been around a lot of people with autism in my life so i'm just not that well versed in it
1: yeah, well, there's but, some people that you probably know that have autism that you just, you didn't know that they had it because they're... Yeah,
0: I just thought they were real eccentric.
1: But they, yeah, they can just function a little better around people than than some people can, so, yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I guess I associate autism more, like, with um mental retardation in that I thought autistic people, like, I mean, look, I've seen the movie Rain Man, yeah. so I just figured that, like, every... Person that was autistic was basically dustin hoffman and rain man and i know that there's like certain things that they can focus on like i think it has something to do with like the lobes in your brain where like half of your brain doesn't really function very well but the other half is like functioning at a higher level that's Mm -hmm. what i thought autism was
1: but like i thought like like, there's like a huge you know difference in in yeah yeah Yes. Yeah, like, hence the term spectrum. Exactly. I, I right. guess I
0: associate it with like people that weren't like capable of taking care of themselves on their own, like, and she seems like um, an empowered free and independent woman that's like capable of living a normal life she just has like this sort of gift and a curse at the same time in that like her mind is always running like a computer on steroids like all she does is process information like you know she's outside and she can tell like every car it's model manufacturer like you know I mean the approximate rate of speed it's going like you know she just seems to know everything like I thought she was more of like a psychic. Oh yeah. And, and then like someone that is um, you know, uh struggling with autism. I mean, I know she kind of like hints that she wish wishes she didn't have this gift slash curse. Yeah. And she talks about like her parents subjecting her to like kind of like hellish testing as a child.
1: Yeah, to to kind of figure out what was wrong. And yeah, it was just turned out that she was just on another level than than most people yeah. so yeah. yeah yeah that's uh but yeah I, I i don't know i liked i liked the show because it kind of it, it kind of kept its focus really well there wasn't a lot of like sidebars yeah it, like really just focused on ralph and holly and like solving this this case that they're on um about this little boy who gets murdered in the woods and uh terry maitland jason bateman's character uh is caught with like video um fingerprints blood and all this stuff on the scene but then he's also turns up that he was also 60 miles away at this teacher's conference Yeah, know and it's them trying to prove whether he did it or something else is going on whether natural or supernatural
0: yeah well as as the series opens the opening scene is basically a man walking his dog right yeah. and he comes I yeah it's very it's very much in the style of it like it's a rural wooded area and a child is just found torn apart like you know like they think it was they initially believe it was wolves or something that killed the child but when the man who saw it reported to police and they started doing like forensic things like they learned that um it was human DNA, like it, whatever made those marks on the child, the saliva that was tested from the flesh was said to be human. Yeah. And that's when I was just like, all right, well, you know, we have another killer clown. Yeah, like I, I had not read the book. I, I just, assume that like it was something Stephen King had written at the same time he wrote it like sometime in the late 80s early 90s I didn't know until I looked it up that it or that um uh, The Outsider had just come out um about a year before the production of the show started and so that was interesting to me but like when I saw the opening scene where you see the kid torn apart and you know the cop go and interview the man that found the body that's exactly sort of how the book it opens up where they're in like a police interrogation room and it's um the scene from the uh itch chapter two the story of adrian mellow and what happens to him that's how it opens up uh the first few pages are about that scene that you see in the beginning of it chapter two so like i automatically thought like all right pennywise lives yeah.
1: and um but you know in the same uh universe as pennywise because like uh pennywise kind of you know fed on fear of children and and uh el cuckoo is what they call it in the, the yeah uh he actually feeds on grief so I yeah thought that was nice it was a nice difference between the two like he doesn't just take the identity of a uh somebody and you know murder children because they taste good which they do to him yeah um, i would assume because of like you know innocence and stuff but uh um then he sticks around and kind of feeds off people's grief for the family and then causes them to like you know go further into into madness and then like that's why he. that of, that was
0: interesting he
1: hangs around cemeteries and stuff where, like where the most uh, grief of that family can be so i thought that was really uh,
0: but it's very i don't know it's very dr bob or mr bob gray ask like yeah. you know in that he you know pennywise obviously liked you know crazy like um fear and confusion and he definitely enjoyed watching humans suffer yeah. Yeah. who he saw as like very manipula or you know able like for him he had a great capability of manipulating their behavior and saw them as like a very inferior subspecies yeah. that um you know and so that's sort of like El Cuco reminded me a lot of that character, and it's very hard for me to kind of get over that, but you're right, I see what you're saying. El Cuco liked it so that not only would he kill the child, he kind of got off, like his release was As after enjoying the meal, he would watch the family suffering and the family would give him like what I would compare to like, I guess what I think pedophiles would feel about like, you know, I mean like that was like sort of like almost like a sexual release was like doing that kind of stuff. He
1: really enjoyed watching
0: much. the aftermath.
1: They never say he enjoyed it sexually, but it's just yeah. So
0: I'm
1: <laughs> saying like that's
0: what he seemed to get off on
1: that. Yeah, like
0: that. you know what I mean. Like that was like you know what he would you know that was his thing. Yeah. Like he liked killing and eating yeah. children. And then he liked watching the suffering and actually feeling the suffering that other people. And in fact, it goes even deeper than that, that like he's attracted to people that are suffering that's like he had slaves minions sort of like what pennywise did like by manipulating their mind and like you know inflicting like fear into them but he was attracted and found it easier to manipulate people that were in extreme states of mental and physical anguish in their actual lives and he was drawn to them and that's who he preyed on to kind of do his dirty work while he was like in
1: between, like metamorphosis. Would you yeah, call it? I would say that, yeah, in between transformations, between. Yeah his uh his victims and then he maybe you could
0: talk on that like what because i was still like a little bit confused on this because i know in the book like the el cuco character was a shapeshifter that was capable of taking on like all kinds of like terrifying like forms that he would be in when he actually devoured the children but in the
1: uh, show that in the show i mean yeah yeah you get scratched by el cuco and then he slowly starts to transform into you and as he's doing that he get he kind of gathers your all like your whole identity your your thoughts and like you know and everything that
0: that was really interesting i thought because that was like one of the things i was like well how could he possibly know because like he's he he would he needed to come in physical contact with a person to take shape. So unlike Pennywise, like he couldn't just take your shape and morph into you. He had to like come into contact. He had to, like you
1: he, know, scratch was like him getting your DNA. Yeah
0: like getting uh, getting your dna code yeah. so he could like morph into you and it happened over like a period of like a week or something like
1: that i think they say like 20, no i think it was like 20 days roughly he,
0: oh really he was able to transform i thought it took a couple days for him to like f- like completely morph no, into. I believe, um, when
1: holly was researching it she came to the clu- conclusion that it was like every like 20 to 24 days or something like that and uh, that's what that was the time period. Oh, that's why he needed the, uh, the to put the mark on the back of the guy. I need
0: to. Uh... 20 to 20.
1: I'm sorry you, you froze. Yeah. What happened? Sorry. Oh.
0: Again, out in the
1: woods. Oh, yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah. I,
0: thought you, I thought you said 20 to 24 hours.
1: No, days. Days. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's why he would mark somebody on the on the back to, like, to kind of control their mind to, you know, increase the fear so that they would do his fittings uh, and stuff like that because he needed, like, somebody to do stuff for him while he was in his transformation. Yeah,
0: exactly. Point, so. And he was, like, hiding down in caves. So he'd come into contact with you. He'd scratch you. He would get whatever code he needed from you and then he'd be able to take your shape and have your thoughts and memories and basically completely be your doppelganger yeah. and and while he did that he would like, like hide out in caves and he would need like human slaves to do his bidding yeah while well, he was he in, only in that
1: cave at the uh, in the last transformation because before that it showed that he was in that barn that was near yeah like and possibly in that factory or whatever before but he would always yeah his transformation he would always go to a place that had like the greatest amount of grief that he could feed yeah. off for, to help with his transformation
0: yeah I guess that that was definitely that was definitely unique from like it yeah. like that that was definitely unique I mean that is just a really fun fucking grim ass organism yeah yeah. something that just goes to a different place takes the shape of human when he's not when he's not in like your identity they basically show him as like they kind of like the camera never can clearly focus on what you see but he looks like he's basically if you went up to a man and that man's face was made of silly putty what and you just drug your hand he, he kind of like looked like a raisin that sort
1: of he looked like, like a robocop who got hit with the acid
0: yeah yes exactly
1: yeah. <laughs> He looked like
0: that, but during this time, even when he was in between identities, he was obviously able to function at his own level and that he was able to like drive cars and like transport himself and he had his own form of consciousness. It was just like when
1: he was projecting his consciousness, It it didn't seem like he had like drove cars or anything. He would get people to do his bidding's like he like he had uh the guy to, to drive the car for him that's why he was in the back seat
0: so he would like have people like drive up and meet him at like his hiding point and he would just like sort of slither into the car and then like you know it just went from there
1: yeah i guess so, cause, like it always showed him like control and it never showed him driving anywhere i did see he made that
0: guy like bring like like a tv and like lawn chairs and shit out into the middle of the woods like a picnic table and like just set all the shit up like out in the middle of nowhere so i guess
1: like which one of these do you want in your cave sir (laughs)
0: yeah exactly yeah
1: but you don't like the fucking lamp and he was like trying to kill himself but the el cuckoo wouldn't let him
0: well also um he had the ability to um I don't know like manifest like some kind of like crazy spirits like he was able to make people hallucinate yeah and he made people believe that they were seeing things that they weren't and he could do this it seemed like almost to anybody uh, especially people that had suffered trauma and grief like the cop yeah, who the cop had his lost his son
1: yeah the cop and his and, wife and uh the um the the mother yeah he he it's sends a, the no, mother my, sorry terry maitland's uh wife her daughter kept seeing him too as well because that yeah. was being projected to her and because they they were uh, he was trying to get them to stop the investigation so he's going to all this yeah trouble. but yeah at one point he did go to the cop as his dead son and he thought it was just a dream like because he he was like no it was just a dream he's kind of dismissing it same thing when his wife saw um creature or whatever and he didn't really start to take it seriously until he like saw the drawing of the one from uh one of the kids that's that witnessed uh the one of the transformations to his wife who who had drawn another one and they they met up without having ever talked to each other so yeah
0: i was wondering um, if like this thing like had just walked walked in the house and like you know told the wife to sit like i i had trouble discerning like times when he was physically there and times that he was like hallucinating like the other cop sends like the spirit of his dead mother to his room and like he's just like oh my god mom why'd he send you and like you know it was like his demonically possessed spirit of his mom and like the guy was flying around the room yeah like absolutely. You know, like like freddy Krueger dream style like there were people flying around
1: yeah maybe... like they were
0: physically getting hit
1: i mean do you remember that scene where did you see anything when or, or was it maybe it was like he was projecting like it was actually El Cuckoo throwing him around, but he was projecting that it was his mom throwing him around in his. They showed him in the room and he was like throwing himself around. Okay, so Like
0: more- it looked like there was an entity, an invisible entity in the room and it was throwing himself like you know at the end of fight club yeah. when you see edward norton on the security video cam footage and like you could see he's fucking himself up yeah that's what it resembled to me when i saw it in the show it looked like he was getting like knocked around by a ghost that you couldn't say
1: yeah well i mean i kind of i kind of liked how everything wasn't explained like it didn't like when they go and yeah him in the cave and he was like i don't know if i've How long I've been around, I've lost track. I don't know if there's others, there may be. That was something that
0: reminded me of it too, because at the, yeah, at the end of the show, like, you know, the grieving mother, she wants some answers Mm -hmm. as to why these terrible things have happened to her, have happened to her family, you know, happened to their children. And it seemed, he talks about like, yeah, I think there might be others. And that was something Pennywise said in the book, Pennywise was constantly sort of tormented by this idea that there was what he called an other out there. Of course, anyone that read the book, we all know that other to be the turtle, you know, something that was on his same spectrum. And I I wasn't sure in the show when he tells the grieving mother, he believes that there were others like him. I wasn't sure if he was being serious, or if he was just trying to inflict more pain in her psychological state
1: maybe i think it might have been um i think it just might have been him you know not sure if he, if there was others out there like if he like kind of like how he asked her like how could you find me like she because she had to like believe that he existed and if he exists and people like her kind of exist then who knows what else is out there yeah you know, so yeah. Speaking of which, would you like a uh, uh, would you like to see a second season? How do you think you you would like to see them go? Um, uh, no, I, I don't I don't think that it merits a second season. I
0: think they pretty much, I mean, you know, I mean, after it starts out in the beginning, you know, you pretty much like it kind of goes into like um a detective noir for a couple episodes, oh, yeah, sure. where it's just like, all right, you know, we have a real serious like supernatural murder mystery and you know the cop picks up from you know when he from when the first body was discovered to his chief suspect who was jason bateman but obviously it wasn't jason bateman it was his doppelganger and then it kind of went on a hunt for a while because you know obviously like Jason Bateman could not be two places at once. At first they thought they definitely had their man. And then the cops slowly became convinced that like he had made a tremendous error and there was something that was going on that was surreal. And, you know, so it went on a hunt from that point on, you know, like kind of like a detective, like, you know, the high, they hired Holly to, you know, basically investigate the uninvestigatable, and you know what I mean they went on like sort of like uh it was like a mystery crime type thing to find the killer and then they discover the killer is of course El Cuco some crazy entity and you know it went into that uh, I, I guess I thought I saw it as like a detective show for
1: a couple episodes. I mean, it started off. It was. And, the whole thing was kind of a detective episode. It's just a detective episode which, with Supernatural. It's like yeah. The, it's almost like the X-Files in a way.
0: What I wanted to, before I lost my train of thought, um, I, I just want to say the first two episodes that Jason Bateman um, directed and starred in um, because he, he's only in the first two episodes, the rest, he just acts as a producer, um, director, actor for the first two, those first two episodes, like I said, I could do a cast just on those. I gotta tell you, there's no show I've seen in recent years where I was like, I just felt such psychological suspense for those first two episodes. I just thought it was amazing what they were able to accomplish. The acting was stellar. The story was totally mysterious if you were not familiar with Stephen King. And those first two episodes, I was on the edge of my fucking seat like i thought it was fucking brilliant like writing every actor was in sync the music the set like it just was fucking beautiful yeah. so i'm just saying like i just just on the first two episodes alone i knew that nothing could happen that would make me dislike what i was going to see it could have gotten extremely bad and I did think it fell off but like those first two episodes just had me so on the edge of my seat I was like so pumped and into it it led to me binge watching seven straight hours or eight straight hours however many episodes are I can't even think of it now but like literally like I would I would just like you know hold it like I went to the bathroom like three times the whole first season
1: yeah, I think I watched the first season in like a weekend and then I just yeah. re-watched it recently and like a week, like not even maybe, like three or four yeah. years again because it was still like, like, like I said, I thought the pacing is really well done in that show. Yeah. Like if the way it ended, it like I kind of would like to see it not do another season but they did kind of set it up so the possibility that they could do another season
0: i would like if it was something like true detective maybe where like i don't know they took like another stephen king character that was sort of of the similar type like el cuco pennywise yeah um if it was like another creature and the second season the story like maybe like the story doesn't involve any of the cast or have yeah, anything you don't want to don't do. wanna
1: bring back the cast i was you, thinking well, maybe bring back the bring back ralph and holly and have them the, and that crew kind of investigate another uh monster and you instead of could. bringing el cuckoo, i wouldn't want to bring el cuckoo back i would rather have them do another monster almost like every yeah
0: well no that's what i'm saying that's I that's like, sort that's of awesome. what i would like too, or maybe like if there was to be a second season maybe it was like someone else in another town that had been a victim of some kind of supernatural phenomena heard the press about what happened in the terry maitland case yeah and like you know they saw what happened there and they're like you know that is a hell of a lot like the shit we had that was unsolved a few years back and like maybe they reach across the aisle and they reach out to like the police department and end up talking to um i can't remember what the officer's name was Uh, ralph i believe route and like they like get in touch with him or something like that and him and his wife have split up or you know something like that and like you know he's been kind of laughed off as a joke because like you know nobody believes like the supernatural thing like you know and like they reach out to him or something like that and they're like yo we had a situation like what you're describing over in rural nebraska
1: yeah maybe he doesn't like the first one or two episodes but he yeah i could
0: see something like that but i wouldn't bring the full cast back
1: no yeah i would definitely bring him and holly back because i think they worked well off of each other how he was like straight fact and and she was like you know would believe in the and and be able to like pinpoint other things so like i think they worked well together
0: yeah but, uh, i i mean it's just my i mean i would not bring her character back i mean i don't necessarily believe in bringing any of the characters yeah,
1: you just from the
0: first season back i play. think it would be cool if it like kind of like was a follow-up and like it was like
1: sort of a unique and separate story so kind from, of like how castle rock where they were kind of related where they kind of were i mean they were kind of separate stories but then, then at the same time they were both kind or of true
0: young. detective season one true detective season three yeah, yeah. Uh, they were two totally separate stories but like there's a point in that story where they like integrate like you know the first season yeah into it like that would be pretty cool but like i, I would like to see it take place in a different area. Um, with a totally different cast with sort of a different monster like you said yeah, yeah. I think I that think would be cool. be cool yeah. Like... or even if there are other El Cucos out there if it was like you know a case of like something like very similar to that that would be cool like I'd be cool with that but like I, I don't think it for me if I was like in charge of the project I would like to see it with a different cast in a different area yeah. Um, hmm. I, I think that'd be cool but I mean right now if you are going to make an Outsider season 2 and have the same cast and try to continue that story on i i would think that
1: one season's enough yeah i, I, would yeah, yeah, I enough. think the only reason to bring back the cast would be if they were hunting a different monster i feel like yeah if, like, hunting the same monster again it gets too repetitive and you're kind of like no we already dealt with that monster yeah like
0: how how many monsters like would w- the one cast have to deal with yeah like you know like how many
1: supernatural experiences i don't like... know like we can get at least two or three seasons out of it like, like... <laughs> But I I just I don't know. That's that's how I would want to see is the same cast coming back and and hunting a different, you know, mythological creature from some, you know, some cultures, you know, mythos or something like that. I mean, you can even uh, dive into some uh lovecraft uh stuff because i mean king was heavily influenced by
0: which is i know something you wanted to mention at the end of the cast you i think uh the words you used were i want to pitch lovecraft uh what is it lovecraft county or is
1: it lovecraft country country Country,
0: and i know you said you wanted to mention that yeah
1: i've only watched the first two episodes so far but uh, like uh, I mean, we're gonna have to do a whole thing on Lovecraft, because yeah,
0: obviously. Fans. Now, does like I mean, every, if you don't know who Lovecraft is, then you probably should not be listening to this cast. Yeah, um,
1: they're everywhere by now. You should have heard the name Cthulhu at least, and, and
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Christ, it's even in South Park. Yeah. <laughs> well, Wasn't that creature that takes over? wasn't that katua <laughs> like, so,
1: something like that yeah and, uh, yeah it's basically i mean it's not based on a lovecraft book it's uh based on this uh book by matt ruff i believe who is all all lovecraft stuff is in public domain so you can take his ideas and use them and he kind of encouraged that at the time too was for people to, to expand and, and do stuff in in the world which i thought was fascinating but uh so this takes place like it starts out in georgia i believe and they have to travel up north to find this guy's uh, missing mother i mean sorry missing father and uh he um he was fought in the korean war i believe it is and it start if you're not hooked by like the first five minutes of this show then like and like you're not pro- then something happens by the end of the second episode where like if you if you're not in by the first five minutes like don't even bother. then yeah it's not because it's going to show you it opens up and shows you like all right this is the type of world this is going to be it's there's going to be some weird shit there's going to be fucking monsters and shit be prepared for that and like and it's them Nav. he has to navigate through like jim crow like uh era south with racism in the south and dealing with racist racism in the north as well so it's like there's a really intense without spoiling anything there's a real intense car chase scene and it's also like the slowest car chase scene you could ever scene but it was like super fucking intense and that was like before any like monsters really show up
0: i i've witnessed um a lo- i've witnessed a low speed police chases yeah. i i well excuse me i shouldn't say chases poor. i wish witnessed one police chase that was going at 30 miles per hour i have no idea what the fuck was going on there but like there there were multiple chases or there was just like there was just
1: this one car chase scene where they're driving they have to get out of town before uh the sun goes down otherwise you know the cops the cops and the sheriff in that town they kind of will let you know black people kind of do their things in that town but the second the sun goes down like lynchings are happening so if they're not out of town which is across the railroad track by sundown like the cops are gonna fucking lynch these the, these people and uh so but they can't go over the speed limit because if they go over the speed limit the cop will pull them over and you know
0: and this like, takes place know, at what time
1: like at what time of the like
0: like in like was in the 1960s you said it was in like Jim crow
1: era like, yeah, in in the south. yeah in the south yeah in the south and then there's still like racism in the north so it's all during like segregation and stuff okay like they yeah. drive like through the country and they kind of you you see like um they they drive by like an ice cream stand and there's like the the whites only line and stuff and like and, yeah and uh the people at the front are kind of being ignored by the uh by the cashier and stuff because they're the, you know because they're black and they're in the black line yeah
0: yeah like
1: and yeah it kind of shows what like, um all the racism in the south and then some of the stuff they deal with in the north as well and
0: and it captures like the pulse of like what's going on in present day
1: america yeah. too i guess I, I mean yeah i mean mostly that that day of america but yeah it's still going on today but yeah it's mostly that era and it's uh but then there's like on top of the racism as the one monster there's also Lovecraft monsters. Lovecraft monsters, yeah. which are my favorite monsters. And Lovecraft was a racist, so it's like to like take that story and make it about showing the the yeah. racism in that era and stuff like that i thought it was really fascinating
0: yeah that's that's interesting that they incorporate that yeah i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm just going to wait on that i appreciate you not spoiling much yeah. for me but i like i said w- with me like the netflix like model is just the way to go yeah. you drop everything at the same time yeah. like you know so i'm just going to have to wait a few more weeks till it's done i thought i saw that there was a third
1: episode that yeah. It's the third episode just i've been ago. keeping track progress, I, just have, sure. I just didn't watch it because i was at a, a friend's birthday uh you know a little little gathering yeah a couple people we only had like maybe five or six so we were safe uh, yeah <laughs> you're safe <laughs> but, uh, yeah so i haven't watched the third episode yet but yes it's it's way uh worth it so and it was it was funny too because like after the second episode i was like Okay, the, uh, where is this going to go now? Because like the first two episodes kind of complete like this little mini uh, story and then it's like, all right, I don't know where it's going after this and I didn't want to watch any of like the trailers for next week. Like I've only seen one major trailer, so I guess I've seen stuff that's gonna be in other episodes, but like I haven't really like uh, you know spoiled myself too much of like every every time I hear somebody talk about it they're like, all right, if you haven't gotten up, if you haven't read the book, or you're here, or haven't seen the stuff, here's what we are gonna predict for like the next episode or whatever. And I just, I just shut it off. I'm like, nope. I don't. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so. That's the only way you can be nowadays because you know there's just so much information out there, like social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. um Speaking of Lovecraft, I one thing I thought was cool um about the outsider was the part where um holly first hears about el cuco and she goes and she is looking up uh in like different publications that deal with el cuco and it showed like the different forms that el cuco would take and some of them looked like lovecraftian type creatures i mean it's so cool that you can even say that is this guy made like these particular brand of monsters that like his artwork inspired so like when you say it you're like wow yeah. that is lovecraftian and that's i mean that guy has just meant so much to horror and like modern day monsters that it's just i mean yeah, yeah. i'm really there's really looking been, there's been
1: a, like besides like the stephen king and john carpenter's uh, influences that we've seen before we're really starting to get a resurgence of like actual lovecraft stories and stuff and not just the monsters i mean like there was a little bit of the monsters and, and the madness in uh and underwater uh that came out this year there was a movie called the void that was about a year uh or two ago uh, i just watched that recently i thought that was uh, really good
0: wasn't uh, in the mouth of madness based on
1: it was yeah it was kind of a loosely uh about like out at the mountains of madness so there was yeah. definitely a lot of lovecraft i think even like the name of one of the characters is from like a lovecraft thing so but, uh... it was
0: the creatures that they showed that were chasing sam neil towards the end of the film like when they go they pan the camera back to like what sam neil's running from and it was like these monsters these slimy monsters with the tentacles and stuff like yeah, that yeah. and like i was just like yeah that uh that looks lovecraftian
1: to me yeah there was a little bit of uh lovecraftian in uh in, in lighthouse i thought what really captured it uh I'll color out of space which is actually coming to shutter uh september 1st which is tomorrow or i guess today depending on um, when i put this up or it was it a couple is, days ago.
0: <laughs> it's 12.01 a.m. right here. So uh, it is uh, just turned the first.
1: I just meant when I was going to post this up. It might be tonight, it might be tomorrow, So or later this week, so we'll see. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, I would check out The Void. I would check out Color Out of Space. Those are both very Lovecraftian uh, pieces, and, and Lighthouse as well. And uh, then maybe either start Lovecraft Country soon or wait till it finishes. I mean, I wish I could wait till it finishes, but I was just so excited to see it that I had to watch.
0: I know it. you. I-, I know you were. You were so. You're like, oh, dude, I just have to do this. But I mean, I guess one thing you could do is, I mean, you can watch them all from week to week. And then when it's all done, it, I mean, it it's seems fast. that you're so into it, like you maybe could then watch the whole thing again in a binge form. And that way, maybe it might um, fill in some gaps or some questions that you need it answering. Oh, it um,
1: definitely. Well, yeah. from week
0: to week, I always forget so much.
1: Even though I'd binge watched Outsider, the... Uh um first time around i still went back and watched it again because I, I i definitely sometimes you miss things the first time around especially on binge watching. yeah uh so well, I, I watched
0: awesome. the first two episodes like four times so yeah
1: yeah, yeah i mean uh, i kind of wish uh shows would come out like two a week because i think the best way to watch something is no more than two at a time because then that way you can process everything that happened in those two mm-hmm. episodes before yeah. my, like binge watching it but so it's a lot to process such so short time, that's why you miss things that's why like even when we watch dark it takes like it, like i couldn't watch more than an episode or two because so much information was being kind of dropped on you at the same time so like that was a tough show to to binge watch just because there, there was so much going on uh television in general don't you usually like handle like
0: multiple things at a time when you're watching like television series I, I, well, you have like three different things, because w- with me. I'm only watching like when I start something like I don't like move on to something else until I've completed that so that I have like a more profound sense of focus on that one thing yeah. unless it's something that like has nothing at all to do with it and it's like in a totally genre aside from horror like it's like you know a comedy show or something like
1: that. Yeah, I have I have some comedies and some like other shows that like, like I'll just kind of, you know, I'll either watch week to week or it's just kind of something to break, you know, uh, you know, break off from watching horror all the time. I'll watch something else like kind of in between, like just just, you know, to get to get away from uh, it a little bit. But yeah, most sometimes it'll be like I'll watch one or two shows like week to week, you know, on different days. And then I'll have like one show that I'm binging. So it kind of I like to break it up a little bit so like if i'm so you
0: have your week to week and your constant binge
1: yeah so if i have some like if i'm watching lovecraft country you know during the week then i I mean uh on sundays or whatever or monday whenever i get around to it then like there's another show that during that week i'll probably binge watch through like i just finished umbrella academy season two and uh we got the boys coming up this week but uh i've watched a few movies recently too so uh, i've been doing a little bit more of that since most of the time i watch a lot of tv shows so well i'm
0: going to i'm going to uh actually watch tomorrow i'm going to watch the gift which is the uh other uh horror film that jason bateman uh had the lead of which is the one the one work of horror that he's done that i haven't seen so um because i I just missed that one i was just looking up jason bateman horror uh, in anticipation of this podcast. And I saw the gift. I was like, what is that? And I went on IMDb and I looked and for a horror movie, you know, people are so critical of horror on internet movie database that like, you know, when I saw that it had a 7.0, like for horror on there, that is considered to be high. Yeah. Because so many, but and so many people have so many different opinions about horror, you know, it is, uh, you know there's a lot of debate among like you know uh horror aficionados and people that are fans of the genre and uh when i saw that i was like shit man i have to check this out like i wish i could have seen like i thought about how much time it was until we were going to start this to see if I could maybe squeeze (laughs) that in and talk. But I was like, you know, it would be, it would be like, I think more advantageous if like doc had seen it too. So I was just like, all right,
1: maybe I'll try to watch it this week.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, it might be on Netflix or Amazon or something like that. I you can look it up and say
1: uh, streaming services. It's gotta be on something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, probably. So, I mean, I, mean, I I wish I could have um, seen it before the cast because I want to you know give like sort of a full synopsis of all the horror suspense and um other you know serious things that jason bateman's involved in but uh you know that's one that i plan to check out really soon and i mean if it's um if it's good then you know it's something that um i'll uh maybe mention a little bit about um before our next podcast
1: yeah we'll bring it up uh next time because i plan on watching that too But yeah, I do find a lot of like horror movies that I I end up watching and and liking, I'll notice like their IMDb ratings, maybe like a six or something like that. And like, that's not really high compared to most, uh, you know, well known good movies. So it is very like people are like either really into horror will like something people that aren't into horror will like really dislike and that'll bring like the ratings down. It's like that movie wasn't meant for you if you don't like horror, like get the fuck out of here. I mean,
0: when you see that Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 has, I think, like a 5.6 on IMDb, and, you know, a lot of people have said to me, like, yo, man, like, you are too dependent upon, like, the reflection of IMDb review ratings, and I'm like, compared to like other critic sites like rotten tomatoes and like metacritic and stuff like that i find like imdb users to be like i guess like just like a little bit more versed in film and television yeah. and like oh me i don't want to say like they're all like intellectuals but i find like more intelligent opinions and like better written um reviews from the critics on imdb than i do like other film sites um
1: yeah, bit, so i don't always agree with uh, the horror no
0: i, I don't agree with them at all and like yeah. i said pe- like i feel like people are so critical on horror yeah. on imdb especially um but like you know when i see like a 5.6 for texas chainsaw massacre two, like pretty much Anything over a 5.0 in horror is something that I'll add to my list.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's even some that i'll like a trailer it'll be like 4.9 i'm like oh that's gonna be rough to watch like i yeah. think it was you that went on like um the one
0: rant when we did silent night deadly night you were yeah. talking about like silent night deadly night 2 and you went into such detail for yeah. so long <laughs> and like it's imdb rating i think it's like 1.8 or yeah, <laughs> something that. Like that. <laughs> it's considered to be the worst one of the series
1: yeah but it was like i found such enjoyment out of how terrible it was yeah like that's why there's like i can't really agree with that with everything because sometimes it's like yeah this is so bad it's funny that i'm like i'm having fun with it and enjoying it like fucking troll too or something like that you know yeah Yeah,
0: with horror i just i don't I i don't care like you know what i mean like like i said unless like the ratings are so awful like that like people are like yeah it's not even like it's not even funny bad then like you know oh, yeah. i might pass on something but like otherwise i i'm a lot more lenient and loose what what i'll watch horror wise than with any other genre based on people's opinions like with horror i like to see it myself like you know i mean if it's something else and people are like "Yo, man it's really not worth your time i'll usually take them but with horror like i pretty much always want to form my own opinion from personal experience without like anybody else's word
1: it's like let me see a trailer and then i'll start watching and and if it's not like you know something in the first like 10-15 minutes like i tried i didn't realize there was like i guess an italian remake of reanimator and i was like what yes let me, let me see this and i kind of get into like the first five minutes of it
0: like, i wasn't sure i wasn't sure if it was a remake or just like um a retelling of, a sequel or a prequel in italian
1: no i think it was a retelling of the original story a retelling necessarily, necessarily a necessarily remake of the uh Stuart but, gordon i think it was like based off of this and if it
0: doesn't have barbara um what's her name barbara crampton yeah yeah if it doesn't have her in it um i just really don't care
1: yeah yeah So, uh, i i i couldn't get into it i was like no this because i'm trying to watch as much lovecraft as i can that's on that's available i yeah I, I definitely recommend the the void it definitely has some like uh carpenter-esque like creatures in it and then there's like it's got madness and cults and and stuff like that i mean the acting wasn't you know great it's not a plus it's more like bc but it's still like the the uh the visuals and the creatures and stuff were, were really cool and, and, it, and it doesn't take uh too long to get started either and like kind of yeah indie, so. well that that's the
0: main thing if you know you're gonna watch something like and you want to see those classic like you know really good special effects that are integrated with practical filmmaking monsters like you know that that would be the biggest factor for me yeah and you know watching some yeah, kind of it's,
1: it's stuff like, like practical effect creatures like and it was i thought it was really well done it's probably like the most lovecrafting movie that's not based on lovecraft stuff that that's out yeah yeah like that's how that's how much it was like it captured kind of a little bit of everything from them. so yeah i, I guess uh, that, i guess that does it if, uh, unless you have anything else
0: no i mean you know we got a little bit off topic at the end but you know that's what we're going to be talking about in like either well probably in at least in our next like probably two or three podcasts by that time the series will end it and well no i mean if it's only on episode three how many um episodes is in this season is it seven episodes
1: i think it might be 10 let me double check real quick but yeah we'll definitely do one like right as it uh ends after you've watched it so we, we... I, th- I thought
0: it was only seven because i thought i thought we'd be able to talk about like within the next few weeks um That's, you it's know fun. if obviously if it's 10 episodes we won't be talking about for another couple
1: months oh it, so, it ends on our birthday october 18th really yeah so well maybe we can do one uh i don't know you i, I mean i guess you could catch up and then watch that episode that night
0: i may maybe in texas so i do not Monday. know i'm going there on the 21st oh okay. so 21st um, of uh, september or 21st of September, and I'll be back the 19th of October.
1: Okay, we can do it when you get back then.
0: So, I mean, uh, unless you know things deteriorate even more than they already have, in which case I may not be. But I mean, hell, I mean it doesn't matter if I'm here or in China. I mean, we can still uh do the cast.
1: Yeah, it's just whether you've had as long day. as I have Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm just saying, as long as you've catched up on the show too
0: yeah no i will i will be caught up on by the time it ends but you know i know we got a little off track but um for anyone that has not checked out the um work of jason bateman in the last few years uh, I would seriously suggest like um, you getting into that. Ozark, like I said, is not like your typical horror, but I definitely think has um, it definitely merits mention on this platform. And The Outsider was excellent. It really was. I mean, there were some things I did not like, but for the most part, I thought like it was extremely like on the edge of your seat, like suspense horror, And um, I really enjoyed it. You really enjoyed it and um you know if you have not watched it um you should definitely check it out and even if you have like feel free to post an opinion or you know an insult whatever yeah,
1: yeah let us know what you think we'd like to know who's listening uh and uh we'll get back to you on uh how we what we think about the the gift as well but uh yeah thanks for uh joining me uh thanks for listening uh be safe out there uh join the group join the discussion on facebook and uh subscribe to us on uh, itunes uh i'm doc
0: i am keck as always it thanks. was uh, good talking with you doc and um yeah we'll look forward to having another discussion in the not too distant future hopefully all
1: right thanks